Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast this morning. Uh, so Aurora and I are here to get you guys updated a little bit on the NBA. I know we've talked a lot about the NFL, haven't touched on the NBA, but there's a handful of games under every team's belt at this point, and we figured it would be a decent time to chat about what's going on in the league. I uh, also going to talk about you know what happened in the NFL this past weekend, um, you know, with various games, headlines, things like that. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, we'll go ahead and uh, get into it. First, before we kick that off, I uh, just wanted to mention again that Aurora and I are uh, official travel agents. Uh, we specialize in Disney, Universal, um, Royal Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, and uh, Sandals Resorts, uh, You know, as well as many other things. So if you guys want to take a trip, take a vacation, feel free to reach out. Our information will be below. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for that. And we'll go ahead and jump into this with the NBA. First off, Guys, um, we are talking about the NBA standings and, and where teams fall right now. So it's really interesting because a lot of teams have made you know, teams have made a lot of moves this offseason. Typically, teams make a lot of moves in the offseason. And this year, it feels like there was even more moves than normal. Okay, uh, especially with some of the bigger names, right? I wouldn't say stars, I'd say bigger names. Uh, so, some guys may not necessarily be in their prime anymore, or they may not be looked at as like the one-man band that they used to be, like they can handle it all on their own. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, teams are starting to feel is that, oh, well, once a guy is not, you know, super young anymore, we don't want him putting that mileage on, we don't want him handling it on his own. And I think these players think, you know, oh, well, if I don't have to do it on my own, why should I? Why can't I just take the easy way and <clears throat> pair up with a bunch of guys that are really good and, and try and win a title that way? And, you know, that to me, that's a sellout. I hate that. Um, I love what Giannis Antetokounmpo is doing in Milwaukee. Uh, he stuck it out there, won a title. And uh, I appreciate anybody that, that does that. You know, Steph Curry has stuck things out with the Golden State Warriors over the years. Um, there's plenty of guys who do a great job of sticking with their team, not selling out. Um, and I appreciate those guys quite a bit. Um, you know, and it's something to be said when, when guys are willing to do that. Now it's different if a team trades them, um, you know, and not because they wanted to be traded. It's different when a guy doesn't whine and complain and want out somewhere and a team moves him because it's the best thing for the team, best thing for the player. That is understandable. Uh, but there's so many times it is aggravating to me. <clears throat> when you see these guys that just up and you know want to leave their team or desert them because they're not happy with how the team's performing okay play better you perform better and and your team will will win okay there's there's definitely players out there that can go out there and make their team better all around them and if you're not up to that level then you don't have the reason to gripe and complain that your team's not playing well enough okay how about you get better and then we'll talk um so that, that's pretty much where I kind of stand on most of those things. But for the rankings, it's very interesting here. We're going to look at the the East first. And uh, right now, the top three teams is uh, the Brooklyn Nets, which everybody kind of anticipated to be there. Washington Wizards, no one anticipated to be there right now. And Chicago Bulls, no one anticipated to be there. So Wizards are number one, Bulls two, and Nets are three. Okay, now this is very interesting to me because... What happens when you get rid of Russell, Russell Westbrook? You play better. <laughs> the The Washington Wizards is a talented team. They're a talented team. Uh, you can never say that about a team that doesn't have Bradley Beal on the roster. Okay. You, well, you can never say that about a team that has Bradley Beal on the roster. Um, like they, you can't say they don't have talent because he's enough talent for everybody out there. Um, Bradley Beal is doing great things out there right now. 
He's playing uh, tremendously good basketball and playing team basketball, and that is what leads to wins during the regular season. Um, whether it transfers to the postseason, that's something to, you know, you got to wait on because I think the pressure gets in. Um, guys who were role players in the season that played well, uh, you know, get – you know, they, they crack down a little bit on themselves, don't take certain shots, get nervous, that type of thing. Um, so I can definitely affect it. You know, the Atlanta Hawks were his number one seed in the East a few years back with Mike Budenholzer, and uh, they lost first round. You know, and it, it's not it's not because they weren't a good team. It's because, like I said, some of those role players can't really step up to that moment. And so if you can get to a point where your team is run on a star who knows how to be able to be efficient and lethal still in crunch crunch time and clutch uh, situations, you have a chance to be good in the playoffs too by having a really good record in the season just because you have a good team chemistry, okay? You may not have the most amount of superstars out there on the court. You may not even have the best player on the court, but you've got the best team, and that is what's really winning out so far early in this season right now, and the Wizards and the Bulls are showing that. Um, I don't think the Nets are that type of team. I don't think they're there just yet. Um, you know, Steve Nash has even come out and said that, that they're not there at that, this point right now, and, and I would agree. Um, but I would say that you know, Miami Heat, number four, that's a really good team. They've got some good chemistry. Um, they, they're, they should be right around there uh, in the standings. Cleveland Cavaliers are moved up in the ranks. They've had some good young players in the past few years, and now they're making a little bit of a surge. New York Knicks are six. Charlotte Hornets are seven. And the 76ers are eight. Celtics are nine. Toronto's 10. And Milwaukee Bucks are 11th right now in the standings. Um it's pretty crazy how it's shaken up. Now, Milwaukee's had some injury stuff, a little bit of things going on with them. Um, you know, I, I think they still need to. I think they need to mesh together a little bit better and get a little bit more drive. It seems like they've lost a little bit of passion. Um, but again, they have had some injuries. Brook Lopez been out. Um, Middleton's been out a little bit. Uh, Drew Holiday's been out a little bit. All those guys are key components for them to be a, a good team. Uh, and I think they'll bounce back over the course of the season. They should be okay. I see teams like Charlotte Hornets dropping. Uh, I see teams like Cleveland Cavaliers dropping over time. Uh, it's just something that I think will happen gradually. Uh, but very promising starts for these uh, these teams that are up there. It's very shocking for the Celtics to be 9, uh, the Sixers to be 8, and the Raptors to be 10 right now. Now, again, it is early in the season, and things will change. We understand that. We're not trying to jump to conclusions or overhype something. But at the same time, it is very telling to me um, of who is playing good team basketball right now. And the Sixers are dealing with stuff. They're dealing with situations. Um, Embiid's been in and out. And if Embiid is not in this lineup, if he's not playing, they're going to hurt. They're going to hurt big time. Even though Andre Drummond can come in there and get you a lot of points, get you a lot of rebounds, he doesn't have the same uh, abilities that Joel Embiid does, and it will hurt their offense. Um Boston looked really good, I think, to kind of start the season, but I, I don't know. I, it's it's very interesting to me that they're down as far as they are in the standings. I think they'll creep back up there. Uh, I think both of those teams will end up in the playoffs. I don't see why they would not. Um, Toronto's interesting for me. I thought they would play really good team basketball, team chemistry out there, and I think they're getting used to a few things with Kyle Lowry not on the team anymore. They're, they're getting used to their offense now, figuring out who needs to be that guy, who's the, who's the go-to person, you know, who are they running the offense through. And, and that's something that they're going to have to adjust to. And they'll, they'll get that figured out, I believe, over time. But you can't overlook teams like the Wizards and the Bulls who 
are one and two right now. You can't overlook or you know the one and two seed right now. You can't overlook their performance because it's been consistent. It's been solid. They've done very very well and um, putting up great points throughout the season so far too. Putting up a good amount of points. So um, that is it for the East. Um, we'll move on and talk about some of these teams in the West. And again, what we're seeing is the better teams are progressing forward. A lot of people thought the Phoenix Suns was going to have a letdown year. A lot of people thought Golden State Warriors weren't going to be in it. And guess what? Golden State Warriors are the number one seed right now. They're 12-2. and two. They've only dropped two games. And guys, pl- they play beautifully. And the thing that I will tell you, and I've told this about people, you know, I've told this to people consistently for quite a while now, Steph Curry is one of the best players in the NBA. Whether you hate on him or not, whether you don't like his play or not, whatever you have a beef with him over, okay, this is a guy that understands the game. He knows the game, and he knows how to make his team play the best of their ability, okay? Yes, he will take shots that you think are bad shots, but for him, it's not bad shots. I mean, I've... I've under I understand when he takes some of those shots that he does because he's feeling it and he's feeling really good out there on the court and it makes sense. That's what he's being paid for to go out there and make shots. He can do that. <clears throat> he's that level of player, the best shooter in the NBA. So when you look at what he's doing with his team, he is making them so much better around him and Klay Thompson still hasn't returned. Now when he returns, this will be a different dynamic. Who knows? It may even make them worse. Um, because it's one more guy to kind of like shuffle the ball through. Who are we going to? Are we going to Clay? Are we going to Steph? Right now, the offense is running through Steph, and Draymond Green is helping um, in conducting that offense with Steph Curry. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful basketball. Guys know the roles. Guys are playing where they need to play. If they can keep this up throughout the whole season, that's the big question. This could be a really, really good team throughout the entire year, and and Steph can definitely handle things in the clutch. He's definitely got the opportunity to do it. Um, we'll see what happens when it comes postseason, but them being the number one seed right now definitely bodes for them to make it into the playoffs for sure when it comes to the end of the season. Phoenix Suns are 10-3. and um, Phoenix is playing great basketball. Again, Chris Paul is one of those guys. He's a floor general, and he gets the best out of his teammates, and that's the same thing that we're saying about Steph Curry. Chris Paul is going to get the best out of your guys. He's going to motivate you. He's going to get you excited and get you doing the right things out there. So Phoenix Suns, they're going to be a really good team. Again, I know people expected maybe a letdown. Not going to happen. Not under Chris Paul's watch. Dallas Mavericks are third um, with Luka Doncic uh, leading the way. I mean, Luka is Luka. He's one of the best players in the in the league right now. Uh, so it's interesting to see how that team's going to go. They're going to ride as he rides. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, Utah Jazz and, and Clippers are, are decent teams. They're playing de- de- decent team basketball right now. They're four and five seed. Denver Nuggets are six. A uh, little surprising that they're down as far as they are, but Jamal Murray hasn't come back yet, so we'll see what happens when he does come back and return to this team. That's a very um, integral. He's a very integral part of their offense. Um, and then Lakers are seven. I I don't like the Lakers' chemistry. I don't like their makeup of the team. I know they traded for Westbrook, but uh, they've fallen in the standings from where they <clears throat> where you expect them to be. And I believe that's because Russell Westbrook. So you know people can get upset with me all they want, but the results show themselves. Um, when Russ goes to a good team or leaves a good team, the good the team he leaves gets better, and the team he's going to is getting is looking worse at this point in the season. So that's just where it is right now. Now who knows? This could all change at the end of the season. And maybe it does. But right now, it doesn't look good. Grizzlies are in a spot. Um, 
you know, seven and seven. So they need to do some work, get a little bit better there um, on offense. I think there's some nights that they just they just can't get things clicking. Um, Portland Trailblazers, I mean, they, they've always had some issues there. If Damian Lillard's not going, if uh, uh, McCollum's not going, <clears throat> they can't get things going on that offense. So uh, we'll see what happens. And the Kings are in the last playoff spot right now. But, again, it's early on. This All this stuff's going to shuffle around, and we'll see how things finish at the end of the season. So that is it. Touching on the NBA guys, um, it's interesting to me to see some of these guys, these teams out there that are playing good team basketball, um, teams that weren't expected to be up in the top of the standings, are doing so well early on in the year. And I love to see that. I really want to see the NBA become more of a game where the better team wins. And it's not just about the superstars. It's not just about stacking teams with talented guys. Like, no, who's the best teams? Who's the, who's the team that is loyal to their city? Who's the team that's been built by the organization? Who's the team that, you know, they, they've, they've been there, they've been through the struggles and balances and, and, and triumph or challenges, and now they're triumphing. Now they're doing really well. Like what happened with the Milwaukee Bucks last year? Okay. Like what, what's going to, when are those teams going to prevail? And it looks like they are doing so right now in the season, which is great to see for sure uh now again we do expect this to change and uh it always always does when it comes to the nba a lot of games a lot of games is who be played still out there so we will move in to the nfl we'll talk about the games that were previously um just previously finished up so New England Patriots uh, whooped up on the Cleveland Browns. I don't think people expected them to beat the Browns as handedly as they did. But, you know, there's a lot of people that called this game, a lot of people that called it out. Uh, the Browns have always struggled up against Bill Belichick. He's always had their number, just figured out how to beat them every single time they played. So this was not a um, not a surprise to some people, but there were quite a few people that this was a little bit of a shocker, especially how much they won by. Okay, and, and Baker, yeah, he's banged up. That's the thing. When Baker's banged up, I mean, what do you, what's going to happen? You know, I think I think it's different if you know who your quarterback is going into the game. But if it's 50-50 coin toss for these players, or a guy gets hurt, goes down in the game, that changes the dynamic, and it can definitely hurt your offense more times than none. It'll it'll hurt your offense and it'll help it. Dallas ended up destroying Atlanta. Um, I think Michael Gallup coming back for Dallas really balanced out this offense. If you look at it, Atlanta's defense had nothing they could do. They could not figure out where to go, who to cover. They couldn't afford to double cover anyone because they have talent at three different wide positions. I mean, this was just a slaughter, uh, just like the the Cleveland game. Uh, so Dallas ended up winning that. Good good to see Des- Dak Prescott come back, play a really good game after being out again. So that was great. It was great to see. Uh, and then Green Bay uh, beat Seattle not – not they didn't they didn't whoop up on Seattle. They didn't beat them fairly handedly. The score is is not as predictive, uh, or it doesn't really show exactly the game because the Packers scored quite a bit later in the game. Uh, early on, this was very very close. Seattle scored zero points, and that is very rare. That will hardly ever happen with Russell Wilson at the helm. But guys, he didn't look good out there. He didn't look good. He was hurting. You could tell there were issues with throwing. Um, he threw two interceptions in this game. That is not like Russell Wilson. He really shouldn't have been in that game. Honestly, I would, and, and I know this might be a hot take, but I will tell you guys right now, Geno Smith would have been a better option than Russell Wilson in this game. 
it, that just plain and simple, flat out, that's the case. And you can't tell me that it would would have been worse result because you got zero points. You can't can't do worse. Okay, he threw two interceptions, no no uh, touchdowns. Like it, it was bad. It was really really bad. So for Seattle. Honestly, like you need to really evaluate Wilson. You really need to look at him and understand, like, is this guy ready to go? Can he really do it right now? And honestly, yeah, he's he's got another week to heal. I mean, maybe he's gonna be fine, but they do need to do a better job evaluating him to see if he's ready or not. I know he's a guy that's gonna come out there and he's gonna play if he gets a chance. But should he play? That's the question. Um, this was way more about Seattle not coming out to this game and being able to put up points than it was about Green Bay winning. Seattle did a great job defensively. Keeping them to 17 points, absolutely really great. So definitely upsetting um, to see Seattle not be competitive in that game. Then the huge upset of the week, like Miami against Baltimore. Guys, and we talked about this on the last podcast, so we won't talk about it too much, but the Ravens played at their opponent's level way too much. It's going to bite them in the butt, and this is one that bit them in the butt. So um, just very upsetting. Uh, I hate to see um, you know a team come out and just be so flat uh, when they should be a better team. They should beat their opponent. Um, yeah, it just wasn't good. And it was on Lamar Jackson's shoulders. To me, this, this game was on Lamar Jackson's shoulders, and I'm just going to mention it real quick here from you know like a stats standpoint. The Lamar Jackson typically was running for you know 75 plus yards he only ran for 39 that didn't help you that much second he threw for one one touchdown and one interception okay that's not good you want to have more tds and interceptions um and he threw the ball 43 times only completed 26 of them for 238 yards guys he's not playing well at quarterback he's not i get early in the season he looked really good he looked like he was playing better at quarterback but He's not throwing the ball well. People have watched his tape. They, It's easy to see what he's doing. It's easy to see where he goes, where he's comfortable with the ball, where he looks with the ball, and people are shutting him down. He's not going to be a pass-first quarterback, at least this season. Like He's got to do some work. He's got to do some work. He can throw the ball, but he can't be a pocket quarterback um, at any point. So when you force him to be... He's going to throw interceptions. He's going to hurt his team. That's what happened in this game. Um, and that's what you're going to get. They've got to do some work with him, and they've got to run the right schemes. They've got to change up their schemes. They've got to do something to get guys doing something different, throw the defense off, because right now they can read them like a book. It's not good. Next up, Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Buffalo Bills ended up destroying the New York Jets. Um, now, you know, Mike White did not play really well in this game. He threw quite a bit of interceptions um, for you guys out there. Former Hilltopper played really well in his first game ever. But, uh, yeah, he came out and did not play well in this one. Threw four interceptions, guys. That's right. You heard me right. Four interceptions. Um, it was it was difficult. It was difficult to watch, um, you know, Western Kentucky uh, quarterback out there throwing four interceptions. But that's what it is. They're great defense. Uh, Buffalo Bills have always been a great defense uh, last few years. And so when you got a guy out there, he's a rookie, not even supposed to be starting this year. Yeah, he can play really good um, at times, but he's going to play really bad. And that was a really bad game. So um, looks like his time to be the starter is probably going to be over. But I liked what he did out there. I think he's a good, viable quarterback at this point. If they want to put him out there and try him again, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to try him again. 
but I understand if they move on. Makes sense. Um, something that bad of a display, it gives you the right to do 50-50. You can go whatever direction you want. Tennessee up against New Orleans. Tennessee got this win, um, you know, again, without Derrick Henry, they get another win. And uh, it's very interesting, you know, to see kind of the box score. You know, they didn't run they, they, they didn't run the ball very effectively. I mean, New Orleans outran them <clears throat> 86 to 66 when it comes to rushing yards. Um, so New Orleans beat them on the ground. And, you know, as far as in the air, I mean, Trevor Simeon played well. He did everything he needed to do. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, 19 for 34, 298 yards. Um, you know, he didn't go out there and throw the ball 40-something times. He, he played control football, and they played well. Just wasn't enough to win um, because, I mean, quite frankly, I think Tennessee was, is just the better overall team right now. So defensively, um, what they were able to do with controlling the pace of the game, uh, controlling possession of the ball, special teams, they were able to they really capitalize on that and play well. Uh, so I think that was the main difference maker here. Deontay Foreman, just to note, will be the running back going forward uh, for the Tennessee Titans. At least that's what they have said. So interesting to see how he does in the upcoming weeks. Um, Carolina up against Arizona. Okay, so, man, this was very interesting to see Carolina come out and punch Arizona in the mouth. I mean, punch them in the mouth, guys. This was a haymaker. Carolina came out and played really well, um, mainly because P.J. Walker was incorporated into the offense better than uh, what he had been incorporated in the previous weeks. Yes, he still missed some throws. Um, he still had some errant passes out there, but I think he's still getting that chemistry together with guys. You could see him progressing and getting better. And when they got into the red zone, uh, yeah, they used Cam Newton really effectively. I am very concerned about them moving forward with Cam Newton. I'm very concerned if he's going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. I think uh, there's no reason to continue with PJ, not to continue with P.J. Walker. I think he can be fine out there for you. Um, I worry about Cam Newton because he is interception prone. He is also fumble prone at times. So I worry about that. But uh, with Christian McCaffrey back, this team is going to be a lot better, and this is a huge showing of that. Kyler Murray didn't play for the Arizona Cardinals. If he did, this would be a completely different game. Um, but overall, you know, Carolina is going to be better. They looked better, and that's just what's going to happen when Christian McCaffrey comes back for your team. Indianapolis up against Jacksonville. So Indianapolis beat Jacksonville Jaguars by six points, 23 to 17. Uh, Indianapolis played well. They, uh, you know, let the Jacksonville Jaguars come back late in this game, and Carson Wentz didn't really look that great down the stretch. But, uh, you know, that's that's the thing with Carson Wentz. He, he's going to have some clunker games, but he's going to have some great games as well. He can make the right throws. He can play consistent football if you put him in situations where he's able to. So if you run the ball effectively, pound it down the other team's throat, if you can if you can do that and make sure that um, Wentz is comfortable when he does have to throw the ball, th- you're going to be fine. And that's what happened in this game. They ended up winning out. Um, Jacksonville just doesn't have the ability right now to go out there and like really win close games um, very often just because of what's going on with the quarterback situation and stuff. You know, I know Trevor Lawrence threw a pick there late in the game. Um, so, you know, Jacksonville will get better. Trevor Lawrence will get better. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be the, the best quarterback that came out of that draft uh, or out of last year's draft, but, um, you know, he, he's going to get better. And so the Jacksonville team will get better as well. And uh, James Robinson's getting healthier. Um, you know, he was out uh, before this and, and came back, played in this game, and um, he didn't quite look 100%, but he, he will be, you know, moving forward. So I think that's really good news for them. Next up, uh, Minnesota up against the Chargers. Uh, this is one that I think everybody knew could have been a coin flip. 
Uh, Minnesota can really run the ball, and that's the Chargers' Achilles heel. They cannot stop the run. Um, Minnesota ran the ball very effectively against them, and yeah, that was that was pretty much the name of the game. Um, they they ran the ball. They controlled the offense. 103 rushing yards to 82 on the Chargers' side of things, and uh, they really got some guys out there in a passing game as well. Alex Madison had a catch for 24 yards. Dalvin Cook had three catches for 24 yards. So they got some backs out of the out of the backfield. Uh, got them involved that way too. But they controlled the pace of the game. They did everything they needed to from offensive standpoint. Justin Herbert did throw one interception in this game. Kirk Cousins did not. Um, and that that will dictate it right there. I mean, this was a game where both teams are kind of evenly matched. They both kind of you know mirror each other pretty well, and it could have went either way. But 27 to 20, Vikings get the win. Next up is uh, San Francisco up against the the Rams. And man, the Rams did not look good. Um, they lost this game 31 to 10. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. did get in there and play a little bit. Um, he actually had two catches for 18 yards. I, I don't like this. And I told people this that this could be bad for them to bring Odell Beckham into this onto this team. And I don't know if that was a situation that factored in here. I can't say what happens behind closed doors in locker rooms and crap, but I don't think it's better for them to add Odell Beckham. I don't think it's better. I think it's worse. And um, this is a game that the first time with him, they come out and they lose to a team that most people expected them to win against. So, um, but but that's the difficult thing with the Rams. They they don't play tough smash mouth football when it comes to offense. So, um, you know, if they play a really tough like smash mouth team, a rugged you know, we're going to grind it out, we're going to beat you with physicality team, they will get beat, and that's what happened. This is just a bad matchup against, uh, you know, a bad matchup for them. Uh, they play really more finesse style type of um, offense like, you know, Kansas City does, and, and that's just, it just bit them in the butt. When it came to this game, Matthew Stafford threw two picks, and that was the tail of the tape. So um, next up is Philadelphia up against Denver, and Philadelphia, just like they always do, it's either up and down, up and down. You know, Jalen Hurts has either got it going or he doesn't. And this time he had a good game. You know, he, he played okay. Um, they had 30 points. They scored up against the Denver Broncos, who smashed the Dallas Cowboys just the week before. Jalen Hurts only threw one interception. He had two touchdowns, um, so that's that's good. That's better than what he's done some of the games this season, and that was enough. That was enough for them. He ran for 53 yards, so you know over 50 yards is good for him to get out there um, and get some yardage on the ground. And you know Denver played fine. They they really did. I think you know defensively. Um, they just couldn't stop the Eagles because they just had some things clicking out there. So we'll see what happens. I don't expect the Eagles to continue like this. Like I said, they've been up and down all season long. They come out flat or they come out really good. This is a team that you can't really get a metric for right now. Washington up against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay uh, lost this game by 10 points, 19 to 29. And this was really just, it's a bad matchup. It's a really bad matchup against the Washington football team. It's always been for Tampa. If you look at last year going into the playoffs, they played them, Washington played them really, really hard. Um, probably gave them the best um, matchup out of the whole playoffs. So uh, Tom Brady threw two interceptions in this game. And that's the thing, guys. I told you, Tom shows aging. He has shown it. Everybody wants to sit there and say, oh, he doesn't show that he's aging at all. Yes, he does. He has shown it. He is showing it. It's something that happened even last year. I told everybody there are certain throws he can't make right now. There are some things that it shows. And, yeah, he does the right things to make the, those throws 90% of the time. But one out of ten – he won't have the arm or he won't see something and and it will come out late and yeah he threw two interceptions in this game so that's just something you're going to have to deal with and it's going to get worse as the season goes on because he's going to progress like he's going to progress negatively so 
Um, be watchful for that. I look for Tom Brady to th- start throwing a little bit more picks throughout the rest of the season as well. Um, you heard that here first, so watch for that. Next up, Detroit and Pittsburgh. Uh, this team actually, um, actually, this game actually finished in a tie, which was very interesting. Um, you know, there was a couple of players on uh, both teams that were rookies, and they didn't even know that NFL games could end in a tie. So that's funny. But um, you know, realistically, this was just a, a game where you know Pittsburgh can't put up points. Um, Detroit can't stop someone. So it's kind of like an even matchup both sides. So this was, this made sense that it ended up in a tie, um, for the two teams. Uh, you know, we, and we called that Detroit would upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. And to me, this is an upset because people didn't expect them to even be in the game. So, uh, last up Kansas city versus the Las Vegas Raiders and Kansas city came out and did Kansas city things. Um, they look like the team of old, they had five touchdowns, zero interceptions for Patrick Mahomes. Um, no rushing touchdowns. Didn't really do all that much, even though they tried to run the ball quite a bit. They ran it 25 times for 94 yards. Vegas only ran the ball 14 times. That's not good. You got to run that ball, control that clock, keep Kansas city from getting points on the board. They did not do that effectively. They were, did not have a good coaching scam scheme coming into this game. And for the Raiders, things are looking like it's going to go downhill ever since what happened with um henry ruggs so hopefully that doesn't happen they're able to bounce back and be competitive but didn't look like that in this game so yeah with that being said um that is it we'll wrap it up for today's um podcast and we'll talk to you guys on friday but uh again wanted to thank you guys so much for listening please like share subscribe to the content um send it to anyone that you think would enjoy uh you know hearing about some of the updates right now in the nba and nfl and uh yeah like i said aurora and i are official travel agents with share the magic travel agency specialize in disney universal world caribbean carnival cruise line sandals resorts and more so feel free to reach out to us if you're looking to take a trip and uh yeah we will talk to you guys again on friday thank you so much Have a great one.